Welcome to Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education podcast for teachers and advisors, brought to you by UEA. Each month, we provide the latest information you need to guide your students through their journey to university, plus hints and tips to help support you in your work. We know you're busy, so we keep each episode to around 20 minutes, just long enough for a cup of coffee. So, pop the kettle on and let's get started. Welcome back to Nurturing Bright Futures. My name's Alex and this month I'm joined by our HE advisor, Jess. Hi, Jess. Hi, Alex. Thanks for joining us. Today we're going to be looking at healthcare and in particular occupational therapy. Later on in the programme, I'll be talking to Steph Jong about support available for healthcare interviews. But Jess, you have a couple of guests to introduce us to first. Absolutely, I do. So I'm delighted to be joined by Claire Moran, who's one of our lecturers in occupational therapy. And we're also joined by Sarah Drake, who's also a lecturer in occupational therapy, but is also the admissions director for the course. So welcome both. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Now, occupational therapy is something that many people may not be aware of. Could you start by telling us what occupational therapy is, please? Occupational therapy is it's a kind of approach to healthcare that's quite a holistic approach where we, we sort of address people based on their um, well, the individual that's in front of us. So we don't really approach them in a sort of medical model way. We think about a person as who they are, what they love, the things that they engage with. And, and we talk a lot about meaningful activity and meaningful um you know, we call it meaningful occupations. And we know that sometimes people mix up occupational therapy and think it's about the workplace, but actually it's just about approaching pers- a person in their whole. We sort of spend a lot of time trying to define what occupational therapy is because it's lots of things, but really it comes down to meaningful occupation for the person. Yeah, so so just to add to kind of what Claire said there about occupational therapy, I, I think to me, why I kind of decided to become an occupational therapist is it's an opportunity to work with people and really consider kind of what's important to them. So as Claire said, there's kind of lots of occupations that we engage in, lots more other than the ones that people think of being based around work. So to kind of give you an example of an occupational therapist if we were working with somebody and for example um, they experienced a car accident we would work with them and think about how that accident has impacted on all areas of their life we would think about kind of the physical impact of that accident the psychological and kind of the social impact and then think about how that is impacted on that individual's everyday life And then how we can help them to get back to or as close to sort of what they were doing prior to the accident. So you really get the opportunity to explore what was important for that individual and what they want to be able to achieve again. Um, And that's why I think it's an incredible kind of rewarding career path, because it's very much focused on the individual and, and really promoting their independence again. And we have the opportunity to work in so many different areas. So kind of more a physical setting, mental health, social services, private practice, charities, and working with people across the lifespan. So there's lots of different career opportunities once um, students qualify as occupational therapists. 
Fantastic. Thank you for such an, an overview. I do think that gives a bit more of an insight into what it is to be an occupational therapist. Now, obviously, you've mentioned there that there are quite a lot of different areas that, that students can go into, and particularly after graduation. It sounds like it is quite a hands-on subject then. Does that mean that there's quite a lot of practical elements to the course or placements? Yeah, very much so. So um, when you're training to be an occupational therapist, a big part of what you have to do is complete practice placement. So all students, no matter where you study, have to complete a minimum of a thousand hours practical experience because, you know, you need those hands on skills to be able to practice and become an occupational therapist. And again, ideally, our students would be going out and working in a variety of different settings on those placements. So they'll get some experience in mental health, physical health, community care, so they can kind of see the variety of what an occupational therapist could do once they qualify. And also in terms of the actual kind of occupational therapy training, so the the training that you would do within the university, that's also very hands-on. So students would be practising those transferable skills that they would need in all of those different settings, as well as kind of Um, some of the experiential learning so thinking about group work skills um, equipment provision um, manual handling skills and a key element across the board is communication skills so we do a lot of kind of practicing communication skills and helping potential students to develop those kind of essential communication skills that they'd need for practice. Fantastic and you've mentioned there a lot about the different types of skills that the students may develop whilst they're on the course or obviously practicing as well after graduation. What sort of students do you think are well suited to studying occupational therapy? Are there people with those skills already or is there a certain type of personality that's suited to being an occupational therapist? What do you think? For me, um, a lot of the skills you develop through your training, um, so we wouldn't expect people to necessarily come on and kind of have those skills fully developed. But I think you've got to have a want to work with people and I want to kind of help people. Um, I think naturally people who are quite creative are drawn to occupational therapy. And I don't mean that necessarily in an artistic way, because I'm not, I wouldn't describe myself as very artistic, but creative in your thinking as well. So being able to kind of look at a situation and, and think of lots of possible solutions And I think that's what we look for in terms of personality, somebody who's quite open minded, um, somebody who who has that kind of um, ability to look at a situation and think of different outcomes. Communication is key. So we, we would look for those kind of basic communication skills, but that's definitely something that people develop over their training. Um, So, yeah, I I think that want to work with people, help people to be open minded, they're kind of the key things that I would look for in, in potential candidates. Is there anything else, Claire, that you look for in terms of when you're interviewing students? Yeah, I mean, I think what you were saying about creativity feels really important, actually. I often think that occupational therapy is sort of sits at it's quite intersectional. So like it's it's at the intersection of arts and science and various different subjects as such. Because I, I came from a, an arts and humanities background originally. And then I found myself in occupational therapy because I, I really love science as well. So 
there's something about that definitely because a, a big part of it is around problem solving and to be a problem solver you have to be able to think creatively and and think outside the box a little bit yeah and I, I think all those other those really basic important skills like empathy the ability to kind of talk to another person um no matter where they come from or I think maybe a genuine interest in others I think is really important as Sarah was saying communication skills are kind of the bedrock of all of that and if a student thinks that they have that genuine interest and they think that they would like to um, study occupational therapy do you have any advice on what they should look for when they are comparing different occupational therapy courses at different universities for example is it something that a student should be considering yeah, I mean, I, I think you definitely you want to research the different programs and, and obviously there's key things that all programs have to cover. So, as I said, sort of the the practical placement experience, all programs have to do a minimum of a thousand hours. Some do it slightly differently. So some some institutions will have kind of really long placements and then sort of long periods of time at university. Some will do short placements and then opportunities to go back to university and then another short placement so kind of that theory practice so it's worth looking at how the placements happen and thinking about how that fits with your learning needs some people might prefer shorter placements and more of them Um, some students might prefer longer placements so they can kind of really embed themselves in the placement experience so that's definitely an element that I would encourage students to look at and I also think yeah looking at kind of the different learning styles and delivery again some institutions will use more kind of an inquiry-based learning which is very student-led some institutions might have more kind of hands-on teaching so thinking about how you like to learn and how that matches up with the program but I also think where possible if students can visit the institution meet the course teams because I think it's really important that you feel comfortable in the setting um, and at ease because you're going to be there for three years and occupational therapy is a professional program so all professional programs are hard work so you want to feel that you're supported by the environment and and the team that you're going to be working with and and that's often the feedback that we get from a lot of our candidates is that they visit the institutions and then get a feel for where they feel most comfortable I really agree with what Sarah was saying there. Um, we've I've had some students come up to me and say that they remember meeting, you know, certain staff members on the open days and really sort of finding a connection there or reading about who's on the staff team and what their backgrounds are and kind of that being part of their decision as well. So I think those kind of things become really important. Um, Now, talking about when you are going to open days and things like that, I know that a lot of questions that may be asked on the open day is what advice would you give to students who are wanting to apply for a place on occupational therapy courses? So do you have any guidance about maybe what experience they can be doing prior or what type of work experience, what they might want to put in their personal statement? Any guidance would be very much appreciated. 
Yeah, I mean, the first thing that I always advise people to do is have a look at the Royal College of Occupational Therapists website because they have lots of great resources there that kind of really explore different um, options of OT, different areas OTs can work in. They have some great videos. So you can really immerse yourself to find out more about occupational therapy because it's just about ensuring that that's the right career choice for you. So any research that you can do around it, I think is is really, really useful. And that's something, again, that you can then write about in your personal statements to kind of show that you've used your initiative, that that you do understand um, the career and that this is, you know, why you have chosen to study occupational therapy. Also, I would say kind of any practical experience that you can gain. It it isn't easy to be able to shadow an occupational therapist, so it doesn't always have to be kind of direct experience of working with an occupational therapist. It could be a telephone call. It could be talking to other members of a multidisciplinary team to find out more about it or just kind of practical experience of working with people and thinking about how those skills that you've developed around communication and um, interacting with within a community setting, those sorts of things, how they have assisted you. Nurturing Bright Futures, the higher education advice podcast for teachers and advisors. Brought to you by UEA. Now, in terms of careers that we have talked about, do all of your graduates go on to become occupational therapists? And could you talk about some of the, the different routes within occupational therapy? Or do some maybe perhaps take a little bit of a sidestep and go on to a different career path? Yeah, so one, once you um, finish the programme, obviously you can register yourself with the Healthcare Professionals Council um, and you're a registered occupational therapist. And I would say sort of the majority of our students do that and you can go on to work in a variety of different areas. So for the NHS or private service, uh, social services, voluntary sector, charity. So there's so many different kind of career options once you graduate. But we also do have students who will go down a slightly different career path, but use those transferable skills that they've gained as an occupational therapist. So, you know, some people go into education, some people go into research, some people go into other areas of healthcare. We've had lots of our ex-graduates go on to be kind of case manager workers in healthcare or take on a more leadership role. So there's there's so many different options for you. And I think to me, that was one of the, the thing that drew me to this career option is that I think it's so flexible and the skills that you develop as an occupational therapist can be applied to so many different areas. So, you know, if you're somebody who gets bored easily, there's there's so many career options that open for you. And I, I think that's kind of really exciting to, to know that. So, you know, we have had students who have gone on to a number of different opportunities and it's always really exciting to kind of hear the things that they've gone on to do. Yeah, um, I totally agree with with all of that. The um, the kind of the breadth of what you can do as an occupational therapist is huge. And and I remember being much younger and saying that I didn't want a job where I was watching the clock. That was always a really important thing for me. And actually, this career has enabled me to always move and change. And and people go through a, a wide range of different 
areas in which they work in within occupational therapy. They might be on a rotation where they work in a hospital and work in the community and then they may move into mental health and they might move into schools and again they might leave the profession and go into something completely different. There's just so much opportunity. I suppose for me I, I really wish that I'd, I'd kind of heard about it sooner and I think that's what so many people say to me so I think sort of from from a teacher perspective have an awareness of, of this as a career option because I think lots of individuals who I've spoken to kind of want to work in health and they want to work with people and supporting people but they may not want to go down kind of the traditional routes of a nurse or a doctor and they want that flexibility and they've got that creativity but they're not sure where to go with that so I think just having an awareness of occupational therapy as a career option and encouraging people to explore that and look into it I think that would be kind of one of the key messages that I would want people to take away. Well, I really hope that a lot of our audience, teachers, advisors who are listening to this podcast will be able to share the wonderful news with their their students and anybody who they may be advising. So thank you both so much for your time today. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you both. And I know that if there are any um, teachers or advisors out there who think that they may have students that would be suitable and want to know more about um, occupational therapy at UEA, they can always find out more information on our website and we would hope to welcome them onto campus at one of our future open days but I just want to say thank you both so much for your time today thank you so much for having us yeah thank thank you for having us I think we're always keen to share the occupational therapy love subscribe to our podcast now and make sure you never miss another episode I'm really pleased to be joined now by Steph Jong who is a lecturer in health sciences now Steph you're going to tell us about some exciting new support we've got for health science students and their interviews Yes, that's right. Thanks for having me, Alex. So as we know, interviews are a really important part of uh, universities and a good way to find out more about a student and to ensure that they are the right fit for a course. So as with all interviews, preparation is key. So what we've designed is online interview support for applicants. So by the end of the session, the students will be able to find out more about the application and interview processes within health sciences. They'll be able to take part in a mock interview with a current student who's been through the process themselves. And they'll be able to ask any questions about the process in a really supportive environment. Ultimately, what we want them to do is go away feeling ready and prepared to face the real thing when it happens. That sounds fantastic. Thanks very much, Steph. Um, And just to stress that this is available for students applying to any university. It doesn't have to be UEA. There are a few eligibility criteria, but if you would like details of those or how to apply, I'll pop a link in the show notes or do drop us an email, schools at uea.ac.uk. We'll send you the link and all the detail. But that's great. Thanks for joining us, Steph. Thanks for having me. That's it for this month's episode of Nurturing Bright Futures. We would absolutely love to hear from you. To book a visit, make a suggestion, or ask us a question, drop us a line at schools at uea.ac.uk. Thanks for joining us.